It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. No lane, no problem for Ole Miss. Are the Saints being overlooked this season? Plus, does Nick Saban take the fun out of college football? I can answer that one for you. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. In the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, we had another chance to pit the ACC against the SEC. And much like happened over the weekend, the SEC prevailed Ole Miss 43, the Louisville Cardinals 24, joining me now from Locked On Louisville, Dalton Pence. And as we look at how the ACC handled this weekend, uh, it, it was not a good look for this conference. We know the SEC is strong, but I mean, what is your what is your level of concern about the competitiveness of this conference this year? Yeah, well, actually, from a, from a Louisville perspective, I mean, it, it's beneficial, especially from the result that we saw tonight. But speaking as a, as a whole, when you look at the whole conference, I mean, I, it is a little disappointing. I thought that Florida State put up a good fight against Notre Dame. I was kind of interested to see how they would do. But obviously Clemson had the stinker on Saturday night. And then just all across the conference, um, you know, North Carolina hasn't necessarily lived up to the hype. I know it's only week one, but, you know, in terms of establishing the tone, I think the ACC just really kind of laid an egg this week in a conference where I thought – could have the potential to be kind of kind of down, but I wasn't necessarily thinking that it would be this bad. And for for the Louisville program, that is, you know, searching for an identity post Bobby Petrino. They, they bring in Scott Satterfield. He's been there now since 2019. Where does this program stand in not just a post Bobby Petrino world, but I, I think uh, you could also look at it as a post Lamar Jackson world. Yeah, um, he, you, you saw directly what happened when with no Lamar Jackson in 2018 um, had arguably the worst year in program history in terms of finding the identity. It's it's funny that you mentioning that because I think that that's something that as as the Louisville media and the Louisville fan base has been kind of going back and forth on 
2019 in Satterfield's first year actually was pretty successful. Eight wins and a, and a bowl victory. 2020 was a little bit of uh, a tale of two cities, went four and seven. So this year has kind of been pinned as the, the, re, the true measuring stick about where the program truly is. There was a lot of hype coming into this game. I think that most of the Louisville you know, fan base believed that Ole Miss would likely win this game. But um, the showing that the cards put out in the first half was a tough one to swallow. And it's causing a lot of the fan base to uh, start to walk back some of their uh, expectations to begin the season and really start to ponder, you know, exactly where is Louisville at in year three. And it's going to be very interesting to see, um, you know, how long this continues. This was also a game where where Ole Miss looked particularly impressive as someone who who covers the team that that just saw how good especially this offense can be. Forty three points, you get three hundred eighty one yards through the air. Uh, what do you think the the potential is for an Ole Miss team that that didn't even have its head coach in Lane Kiffin? Yeah, well, uh, you know personally, I I I like I was telling someone earlier in the week. I think that the Lane Kiffin thing was a big deal in a sense. Anytime you don't have a head coach, obviously it's a big deal. I do, however, don't believe it was that truly big of a deal, considering the fact that um, Ole Miss kind of got their way right away. It probably looks a little different in terms of score and stuff like that. Ole Miss might maybe puts up a little bit more points, but I, I'm just kind of, you know, kind of on a crossroads of where, you know, how much better could Ole Miss have done. But in terms of the offense, I mean, we knew coming in that they were going to be solid. One of the better quarterbacks in the SEC, in my opinion. Sherryon Ely necessarily didn't have that great of a game in terms of his standards, but I thought that the the inexperience at wide receiver kind of got put off to the side, and those guys really made some plays, especially over the field. Was impressed by um, how solid that offensive line was as well. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, Are the Saints being overlooked this season? This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you could go to rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years? Head to the website right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Tyrod Taylor was officially named the starting quarterback for the Texans and will make his debut for the franchise on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deshaun Watson is on the Texans 53-man roster but is expected to be a healthy scratch on game day for Houston. Watson, who requested a trade in January, faces 22 civil lawsuits for allegations of sexual assault and inappropriate behavior. The quarterback is not expected to play for Houston in 2021 despite the fact he has not been restricted from taking part in team activities or playing in games by the NFL. UConn football coach Randy Edsel announced on Sunday he was going to retire after the season. On Monday, the school announced a change in plans, saying that Edsel and Director of Athletics David Benedict had come to a mutual decision that is in the best interest of the UConn football program for Edsel to step aside immediately. 
Monday marks the end of Edsel's second stint, leading UConn just two games into his fourth season, during which time the Huskies went 6-32. and The Huskies, who did not play last season due to COVID-19, are 0-2 this season with losses to Fresno and Holy Cross, an FCS program. The Ravens signed tight end Mark Andrews to a four-year extension on Monday worth $56 million at $14 million per season. That makes Andrews the third highest paid tight end in the league, trailing only George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Not only did Max Scherzer strike out 13, he did it in his hometown of St. Louis, and now he's on the verge of history as the three-time Cy Young winner is six Ks away from becoming the 19th player in big league history to reach 3,000 strikeouts. As for the Dodgers, they needed this. Well, that's a good way to bounce back. What's up, it's Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. The Dodgers offense showed up early, uh, only worked half a day, but that's all right. They earned their day, their half a day off because they put up five runs in the first few innings. And with Max Scherzer being Max Scherzer, that was all they needed. Scherzer went eight innings, just allowed one run. It was unearned on a pass ball that uh, he may have been out at home, but replay couldn't overturn it. Uh, but yeah, just the one unearned run for Scherzer, 13 strikeouts. Joseph Kelly came in and shut things down in the ninth inning for the, not a save, but to, to close it out. Uh, all in all, you know, this is a game you definitely have to win going into four-game series with the Cardinals. You definitely want to win the two that you have an actual starting pitcher uh, and hopefully win at least one of the two bullpen-ish games. So uh, definitely good to get this win with Scherzer on the mound. Great to see Scherzer looking healthy after his last outing and just a dominant performance. So uh, after Bueller's clunker yesterday, this was definitely welcome and needed from Max Scherzer. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for on betonline.ag. Now, NFL Super Bowl odds have been updated as we head into the regular season. And not much has changed at the top where the Kansas City Chiefs remain plus 521 to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Tampa comes in at 6-1. to one. The Bills and Packers at 11-1. to one. The Browns at 14-1 to one with Baltimore. The Rams and the 49ers all at 16 to 1. For all your MLB, NFL, college football, and soccer lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for that 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Here is another story you need to know. Stacey Dales from the NFL Network and NFL on Fox joined me on Locked on Packers to preview Packers Saints this Sunday. And with everyone down on Jameis Winston and the Saints, Stacey had some interesting thoughts on the potential for this Saints team. Jameis Winston, he's now LASIK Jameis. And so maybe that was all he needed. You know, this was a guy who was, you know, sort of infamous. There was all the memes of him like squinting at the sidelines because he couldn't he couldn't see the signals. And maybe now that this was all he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, as you look at this Saints team, what do you think is the difference that we'll see from this offense with Jameis versus versus Drew Brees, who is a is a first ballot no doubt Hall of Famer, but was not the guy in his last few seasons that we had seen for most of his career? Yeah. Well, where it starts is with Sean Payton, right? I think he's a Hall of Fame, obviously a Hall of Fame coach, but he's extraordinary with his quarterbacks. And when you look at Drew Brees' valiant career, just just tremendous respect for Drew Brees, the game became shorter and shorter and shorter from a passing standpoint for Drew. And in fact, you know, we get all these great stats at the NFL Network from our research team, which is phenomenal. And Next Gen uh, had the Saints at six point four air yards per attempt, which was the second fewest in the league. What does that mean? You hear that? Well, it's pretty simple. Short passes, move the chains with short passes. 
Jameis Winston enables Sean Payton to open, completely open up the field. Now, you mentioned those turnovers, and I, I go back to the start of our conversation. He threw for 5109 in 2019 to lead the league. But in the process of that, and his 33 touchdowns, he had 30 interceptions. Yep. So here's the beauty of it. He got to sit back last year and watch Drew Brees. He got to see Sean Payton manipulate the playbook for the quarterback. Because Drew missed some time. Taysom Hill filled in for him valiantly, again. And uh, there was no drop-off. I think Sean is the perfect coach for Jameis Winston. We're going to see him launch it down the field, but I think they're going to be deliberate decisions in that. Um, so a short game, a lot of Elvin Kamara. Unfortunately, Michael Thomas is, is on PUP and will miss those first five games with the team having a bye in week six. But um, there's going to be a big load on Kamara and a big load on the decision-making of Jameis Winston, who I think is ready now for his second chance in the NFL. I think we're going to learn a lot about Sean Payton this year. You know, how much of, of the Sean Payton brilliance was because he had this, this computer with, with Drew Brees, who's this all-time accuracy timing rhythm player. And now he has this, you know, sort of wild stallion in Jameis who just wants to sling it all over the yard. If he can, if he can take that and, and channel it into some productive ways, I mean, I think it only elevates Payton's, Payton's greatness, doesn't it? Yeah, I, and I think we're going to see it, to be frank with you. I think this is a sleeping giant in New Orleans. I really do. You know, as I look around the league, Peter, and you raise such great points, I look along, around the league and I, I look at the trenches. What kind of offensive line am I getting for my quarterback? Right. One of the things the Saints notoriously do is they have a consistently good offensive line. When you have Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek on two ends of the spectrum as your bookends, right? Um, it, it's it's pretty awesome. And the growth of like Cesar Ruiz and um, Eric McCoy in the middle and Andrus Pete. this is a really good offensive line yep. that doesn't get enough credit because the quarterback's always been so good. Coming up, does Nick Saban take the fun out of college football? Yes. Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, the list goes on and on. And not only are all the Built Bar flavors delicious, this is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And yet, high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Despite the LSU loss to UCLA, the top of the SEC, they were big winners of the opening weekend in college football. Alabama absolutely blasts Miami, and then Georgia stifles Clemson. Joining me now from Locked on SEC, Chris Gordy. And Chris, we saw Georgia defensively 
take down a Clemson team that while they don't have Trevor Lawrence, it's not Deshaun Watson. This is still a highly talented team that Georgia made them look stuck in the mud. How close do you think Georgia is to catching Alabama in the SEC? Well, it will be interesting to see how the season plays out because they're not on each other's regular season schedule. So if they do meet, it's going to be for the SEC championship game in Atlanta. But, you know, it's hard to criticize Alabama. They look like the total package. I mean, for everything they lost this offseason, coaches, players, all that, they have five-star players all stepping up right behind them. And they look like the total package. Offense, defense, and special teams, Bama was outstanding. But this Georgia defense was lights out. I mean, Dabo Sweeney has not had his offense stymied like that, I think, in, what, four, five, six years, it feels like. So um, for for that Georgia defense to do what they did, I had somebody tell me a few weeks ago that this would be the best defense Kirby Smart has had since he's been in Athens. And, you know, we always think hyperbole, you know, of the offseason's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I think they showed it on Saturday, and I think we're going to see. You know, if you look at Georgia's schedule the next four, five, six weeks, they play nobody. I mean, it really is some of the bottom dwellers, uh, middle of the Packers in the SEC. So I think Georgia's going to have a great chance to uh, be undefeated when they get into that Florida game. This is a tough question to answer, but I know this is a feeling that that plenty of college football fans have, maybe not necessarily in the SEC, although I, I'm sure there are some in the SEC who feel this way. They look at what Nick Saban is doing in Alabama and the five-star assembly line of top blue-chip recruits. How much does does what he's built there now and the dynastic nature of it take take the fun out of this a little bit for you, if at all? Well, I mean, it, it's been like that for the past decade. I mean, it's it's not fun for anybody that's not a fan <laughs> of, of Alabama. I mean, there was a time where yes, you know, there was a time in the SEC where we would beat our chest and yell SEC, SEC. You know, if you remember back in the late two thousands, Florida won a title, then LSU won a title, then Florida won it. Then Bama won it in 09. Then Auburn won one. I mean, it was kind of everybody was taking a turn. And here outside of the 2019 LSU team, it's been basically Bama for the last decade. So it's really not fun for a lot of the other members of the SEC. And it's not a lot of fun for the rest of the country. I mean, look, you've had the the one playoff gaffe where they slipped up against Ohio State. They've had a loss here that, to Clemson. I mean, you know, they've slipped up a couple times here or there. But for the most part, it's been dam- Bama dominance. And I think we're all... All the rest of the country, we're just sitting there looking at the clock, counting down the hours until Nick Saban decides to retire. Yeah, until further notice, Alabama does feel like Thanos. He he and Alabama is inevitable. We'll see if there is a team out there. Maybe it is Georgia now that can assemble the right Avengers team to take him down. But until we see it consistently, I think this is just where we are. And finally, people... They're the worst. And this is a reminder to be a decent human being on social media. After her disappointing U.S. Open defeat at the hand of Great Britain's Emma Raducanu in straight sets, Shelby Rogers said she's now going to have to deal with 9 million death threats on her social media account from strangers who are unhappy with her loss. She said, quote, you could probably go through my profile right now. I'm probably a fat pig and words that I can't say right now, Rogers said. But it is what it is. You try not to take it to heart. And it's the unfortunate side of any sport and what we do. Please do not contribute to this. And if you see people doing it, tell them to knock it off. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, Twas the night before football. What could possibly go wrong? So at least until tomorrow. Stay locked on today.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.